0: Hello and welcome to Albion Analysis with me, Chris Hall, and uh, today not Pete George alongside me as as per usual, but I'm delighted to say that Andy Waterworth, the Head of Elite Player Development from the Irish Football Association, has joined us with a very particular focus on talking about our new signing, Callum Marshall. So welcome to the pod, Andy. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you, Chris. Thanks for inviting me on.
0: My pleasure, mate, my pleasure and uh well let's jump straight into it uh Callum Marshall is officially a baggy we're, we're we're all waiting with bated breath to see if we get our first look at him this weekend against birmingham city. I mean, what sort of a player? can we expect? Because I've got to be honest, normally when you sign a player, you're straight onto YouTube and there's reels and reels of um, of show reels and normally probably cut together by agents. But because Callum's played so little football, it's it's actually quite hard to get footage of him.
1: Yeah, well, look, we've plenty of footage of him in Northern Ireland. <laughs> um, he, he sends us to this weekly. <laughs> <laughs> no, um look, naturally we're probably biased, but Callum is, you know, what... West Brom, will be will, will, will see, is a very a natural, natural goal scorer, uh, A very hungry, uh, talented boy who's humble. Uh, I mean, he, he came the whole way through. We have a, a talent pathway in Northern Ireland, uh, set up actually by my predecessor. And because we, we don't have a full professional academy system like you might find in England, we have a national academy, a national pathway. And Callum's come right through the, that process along with his clubs that he's played for, his boys' clubs and his, and his senior clubs in Northern Ireland. Um, he's played for us. Um, and then his last two years, before he left to go to England, to go to West Ham, he came in uh, a residential, uh, a bit like the old Dillashaw in England. So we know him quite well. I've had the, the privilege to work with Calum for a year in the academy and then with the 17s and 19s international squads. And probably the best compliment that I can always pay Calum um is that his desire to be a professional footballer his desire to do well always shines um first of all if you take his, his, his technical ability he, he wants to score goals I've seen him score goals against some of the biggest nations no occasions really too big for him but he always even with the setbacks of his life because he was a quite a small frame lad and going into quite a big frame he's always had that desire to get over setbacks and and really, um, no challenge is too big, basically, and his resilience and his bounce back abilities is is tremendous. So, like, we're very proud of him, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, he, he's the fact that he's went, you know, from quite a moderate level to the senior international very, very quick does not surprise me because that's that nearly befits his character.
0: I was going to say, it sounds like mentality is a massive thing with him. And what struck me when I when I was researching him and and, and I obviously watched the watched the documentary that was put together about him as uh, as well. And comments from people like you know David Healy when he said at Limfield that he just had no choice but to sort of they brought him in trying to uh, with a plan for him to be an under sixteen and they had no choice but pro- to progress him very quickly through the seniors. It seems like because one of the things that Albion fans will look at with this signing and inevitably say is okay you know he's he's a talented lad but um but he has he's played you know a lot of youth football and he's played a bit of EFL trophy football but he's never encountered the championship before but it seems like throughout his career Callum has taken steps up in quality very very comfortably and very much in his stride
1: yeah, that's a fair assessment. <clears throat> he, he he was always, I think, with his 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 desire to be a professional footballer first and foremost. Because he had a little setback, um, you know, his age group. When he 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 was at the age where he was leaving legal education to go into full time football, his deal had a like a snag, and he didn't get away. Um, probably with a lot of his peers, what he what he showed to us was that he he trained extra he he didn't really derail where he wanted it to be and he just you know put the extra yards in put himself in front of uh, potential employers potential clubs went and cut that breakthrough at Linfield under David Healy. and that that's basically how we see Callum and you know i'll probably give you like a, a real life example i remember watching him this year our under 19s uh, against Romania in a qualifier in the elite rounds we had a very poor performance that night and he scored two goals that were absolute world-class, you know, top class. And he he nearly took it upon himself because the game wasn't going his way just to show, you know, that bit of class. And it just, it highlighted to us as coaches that that he's ready probably for the next stage. And that was our report back to, you know, senior international team coaches. And um, that coupled with his performance and starring for West Ham uh, in youth, age categories did not surprise us. So yeah, look, he's, he's got a great attitude towards it um, he knows when to work hard and when to probably play hard and funnily I, I did. I spoke to him this morning and said I was coming on to this podcast and, and how's he feeling, I said I'm going to have to tell the truth and he says I'm, I'm delighted you're going on but please don't tell the truth <laughs> so he got <laughs> a little bit of um, of humour too and I I was a centre forward myself um, and I, I always look out for centre forwards and probably to describe him he just epitomises what a centre forward, in my opinion, should be, because he's selfish as much as you need to be, a team player with the right balance, but really wants to rise to that occasion. And that's why, you know, that this this move we're we're really excited for him and no doubt he'll he'll relish this.
0: Well also it's interesting, obviously with yourself having been a centre forward that I imagine you don't throw around words like natural goal scorer uh, liberally because, uh, it, I mean, you know, I, I had the pleasure of working at West Bromwich Albion for, for, for eight years. And I think the only players I ever remember that the, the coaching and sc- scouting staff just de- describing as a total natural goal scorer were Kevin Phillips, Simon Cox, and Peter and Wingy, and that that was across eight years, three players. So it's it's not a phrase that I I hear I hear it th- thrown around by the media a lot, but I don't I don't hear people in football throw it around unless it's warranted.
1: Well, look, I, I don't want to sort of put added pressure on the, on the Callum. And look, you, you've trumped me there with those names. You, you're, you're throwing out those names there. So you, you've trumped me and probably potentially made me look silly, but. We we don't have a history of of creating uh, number nine in centre forward probably since David Healy himself and um, probably to give a little bit of context. Gareth McCauley's also he's I'm sure you'll you'll know an ex West player is in our under nineteen manager has worked with Callum, and he's a hard man to please and and he's mm-hmm. give you know he's give uh obviously the the thumbs up But when I say natural goal, born goal scorer I, I think it's just his characteristics because he he, he scores a lot of goals and and he's proven to us at underage that he's got better. And I always try and, you know, take a step back and wonder like what, what does create a, a natural goal score? And suppose nobody can really tell you. I don't think there's uh, exact sense to it yet, but it's just that desire to to get across the front, that desire to put himself in the position. He's never afraid to, you know, be the main person. He's never afraid to um if he misses three in a row to maybe take that extra um, opportunity. So that is just whenever we're having our, our template of what we'd probably say is as a number nine is a natural ball and goal scorer, and we'll sort of take those all off for Callum. So I think it'll be a great challenge for him because it's a massive club and a massive platform, a uh, massive challenge. But I think you know we're, we're really excited to see how you know Callum, um, you know, sort of experiences this next uh, chapter now is 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 development.
0: Yeah, I, I had the pleasure of working with Gareth, so I, I know exactly what you mean. When he's he's not the easiest man to please; he's got extremely high standards. So if uh, if he's if he's saying that, I know that's a that's a pretty high bar. Um, but that, I mean, just just on the, on the goal screen thing, when uh, the clips I did watch, I I, I kind of noted that it Callum's determination to. Almost in every any situation in and around the penalty area, get a shot away uh, was was noticeable i mean um and it 's something that 's frustrated Albion fans a little bit this season that that possibly we don 't always take the opportunity to shoot when it 's when it 's there. I think a lot of Albion fans feel that we we overplay in the final third, but Callum seems very very direct. I saw a couple of goals for for, for West Ham's Premier League two team where he he either got the ball in the penalty area or he went through wide and and you just thought there's there's nothing else in this kid's mind other than shooting and even the one that was disallowed um, on his Northern Ireland senior debut uh, by VAR against Denmark you know uh, that ball comes to any most young lads with their back to goal in the penalty area and they probably don't swivel and flick it like uh, like like he does but it seems like he's quite single minded when he's in that final third.
1: Yeah, you've probably done a better job of articulating Callum's when we're talking about that, you know, number 9 national natural-born scorer than I have, and that, that's exactly how the feeling that we have when he when he's in the box, you know, no matter what game, you know, whether it's a one of our bigger nations or maybe nations along the same sides of us, he, he always carried that goal threat. And like I said, if it's games when were when we're yeah, very low in possession, he was still a goal threat. If we're games high in possession, he's. Goal score, goal scored opportunities. So that's exactly how we, we feel about him. And um, and once you get to know him too, he's a he's a nice start off the pitch. You know, from a great family, and he he truly has a, a love for the game. Uh, I just want to flash back to even you know, his younger days, he in, in training and matches. Like he, he played the same. He always wanted to score goals, and I always think with with when you see the top center forwards, and especially like when I I got the the privilege of working with David Healy, they they just loved scoring goals and they they just had that they had to score goals and, and that's probably uh, it draws parallels to to David and and players like that.
0: Personality-wise, he, he I mean, from what you've just said about the joke he made to you this morning, and and also from the interviews that I've seen with him on on the documentary, he comes across quite quite humble. Like he he, he almost it's almost like he doesn't quite get the hype around himself.
1: Yeah, look, that's a fair point. He, he's enjoying the ride, I think, and he deserves to be where he is. And like I said, he's a his mum and dad. We'll, we'll keep him humble. I think as Northern Irish, we're, we're quite humble. Um, so we are. And yeah, he, he's just—he's really coachable. He's easy to be around. Um, just probably like I said earlier, as a number nine, he's as selfish as much as you need him to be. But he's also a team player. And so I can contradict myself, but. That's him. Always, will have time for a WhatsApp message, and, and he, I suppose he does wear his heart in the sleeve. That that goal against Denmark, that, like we, we lived there, his face when the goal was disallowed—nearly, it just it was so honest and nearly told the full story of, of how we were all feeling that night. Um, so I think you'll one thing you'll get is he he is he's humble, hardworking, honest, and uh, with a real strong appetite for the game.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home, especially with Albion's home record under Carlos Corbran. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Our participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Does that Northern Ireland connection with, with Albion help a little bit as well? I mean, obviously we, we've actually got a very, very strong recent history of, of Northern Irish players, Johnny Evans, Chris Brunt, Gareth McCauley, you know, we, we, we've had some, We've had some top top northern Irish players. I mean, I imagine it's something that Callum's aware of that he's uh, that he he's following in some foot. So, I, to be honest, I imagine as you say he's he's worked with G so he he knows him and uh, if he knows G, I imagine he knows Brunty a little bit, so uh, you, you know that's that's got to help you as well
1: yeah, maybe i haven't I didn't really think about that, but now that you've said that of course there there's a long line of of northern Irish internationals who, who have been been in an I'd say that'll be a nice um, a factor for Callum. I'm sure he's, he's thought about it, but I'm, I'm sure he knows where to go to. You know if he needs a little bit of advice about life um, at the Albion. Uh, I, I think you know we 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 don't have many players. You know, playing for um, I, I, when players and the youth teams do go across, we, we're really tight knit and we we really try and keep in touch with them as much as possible. So I, I do know there's no doubt that those those lads will reach out and he'll be very aware of, of of the long night of history. Now he maybe adds a little bit more pressure, to be honest. Yeah,
0: although, although I've got to be honest, he, he hasn't got to go too far to score more goals than Johnny and G, but, 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 but there you go. Um,
1: you said that, Chris, not me.
0: <laughs> and you, you, yeah, you can tell Gareth I said that and I'll probably get some stick for it. But uh, <laughs> um, I mean, how excited, because obviously you guys, want uh, want him to develop you you know the the great thing about working for a national association is that you know he he's not switching nations you 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 bring a player through a club and the chances are at some point he's going to leave you but you 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 know you've got that player for the duration of his career so obviously you're looking at every move he makes and thinking you know we just want you to take the next step in your development from that point of view how excited are you for him to work with a coach like Carlos Corbran who is so detail orientated and uh, and and put so much information into his players.
1: Yeah, naturally it will be it will be great. I mean, the, the more exposure to our our players to the higher end coaches and clubs and, and competition, the better. I, I'd say you know this probably comes in more to Michael, O'Neill, who's our senior international manager's remit now. You know, our job is is to probably get the players in the professional football first and foremost. Uh, working at the the elite uh, academy and working with the youth national squads and trying to prepare them for opportunities like this, we play a very small small role. Um, and at this stage here, we probably just become a support network. The calm knows you can always give us a call if you know for whatever reason. And yeah, you're right. We we really turn into supporters now, where we just want them to do so well. Probably treat them like they're their family, and um. If if he's doing well at West Brom, then that's that's real good news for us in the international scene. If he's scoring goals there, no doubt he'll score goals, um, in the senior international team. And uh, it's hopefully Calm's thinking now about really getting the place in there now and cementing the place. So yeah, we like I said, it's probably going from a, a big club to a big club on loan uh, for Calm's age. You know, so young, it, it could be a some may say as a as a big challenge, but like no one, Calum, you know, he'll really relish this year. And we, I think now we're just really excited to see what, you know, how he does and watch him play games. I
0: was going to say, because I mean, obviously we talked before about this being, being a step up in, in quality for him, but you've seen him take an even bigger step up because uh, obviously international football is, is a bigger, is a higher level than um the, the than the championship. How, how was he when that opportunity came, came around, you know, um, did did you, and and how was he when he, when he was suddenly around the senior, the senior pros, was he in any way daunted or was he just the exact same player in training that you'd seen all the way through the age groups and the exact same player on match day?
1: Yeah, I I believe the exact same. As I mentioned previously there, he was with us with the under 19s uh, in France and, I think Aaron Hughes, our technical director, had, had called me to see you know, how you get on and I, I explained um his performance and his attitude in training and nearly verbatim. Whenever I asked Aaron how he was doing the training of the senior team, he nearly gave me the exact same you know response. So nothing had changed. He he described him being, you know, clinical, he described being his enthusiasm for training and for scoring goals, just the exact same in 19. So um I wasn't at the senior camp at the time, but that's why Aaron Hughes described Calm's performances, and that's why it doesn't surprise me. And he he's always demonstrated that those qualities and, and that um, that sports sort of jest for, for the game. And I'd imagine, like you know, football is very fluid, and you know you can't always guarantee strong performances. That it, it can really kick you when you're when you're up, and it can raise you when you're when you're down. So. He can never really control the outcomes of what's going to happen, but one thing we do know for sure, he certainly has the quality, and he and he certainly has the dedication and, and the attitude, and um, that's that's why we know he'll, he'll he'll do well.
0: What about the the physicality of the of the championship? How do you think he'll handle that? Because a lot's talked about it, but then he's handled League Two and League One teams in the EFL Trophy, so uh, you know I imagine it it won't come as a massive shock to him.
1: Yeah, look, I'd say there's p- better people at West Ham and West Brom than me who who have done their due diligence and would be more expertise on 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 all that sort of aspect of the game, and and I'm sure there's a real strong rationale of why you know the two clubs have, have agreed for, for Callum to go there. So I'll leave that there to the the guys who are actually exposed to that day to day, and and you know from from our point of view, we think it's it's just. It's it's ideal that he's, you know, playing a uh, and will be getting challenged physically, but also be getting challenged against a top class players who are in that the higher end of the game over in England. So we're 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 in a good place about it. There's uh,
0: an old saying within football fans, which is don't fall in love with lone players. Uh, but Albion fans have got a bit of a history of falling in love with, uh, with, with lone players. So I think if things go well for, for Callum, there could be a, a lot of love coming his way. And from what I've seen on social media, his, his, his family seem to like every single tweet that's about him. Like, uh, he seems a really passionate guy. It, it could be a bit of a bit of a bit of a match made in heaven and almost almost a, almost a bit, bit of a brief love affair between Albion and uh, and Callum if it, if it goes the way we hope it does.
1: Well look, maybe we, we schedule in maybe a, a conversation and how many months' time, and I can maybe a, a ask you some questions about how <laughs> how you felt and like I, I would imagine no matter what happens you, you will you will it's very hard not to like the the, the, the player and the person. So that'll that be interesting and I suppose that will be for, for West Grove fans to decide where um how, how they view, view Callum. But you know, we certainly we view him in, in, in such high end and high esteem.
0: Well, I really, really hope we are having that conversation in a few months because it means we've we, we've we've had a we had a cracking time with him, and he's had a cracking time with us. And and I hope, we, and I hope as well for, from the point of view of um, of Northern Ireland that we c- we can bring him on to another level as well for for, for you guys and ta- help him take the next step in his development because uh, you know it, uh, I think I think a lot of Albion fans are sort of um, uh, although obviously primary England fans, I think they're probably secondary Northern Ireland fans because they've watched uh, Chris Brunt Gareth. McCauley Johnny Evans. So it'd be great if if somebody that we have a connection to is uh, is scoring goals for you for many many years. So I, I hope that's it. That's the case. But thank you so much for coming on today, Andy. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolute pleasure. Look, thank you for having me on and for for all our six. I hope for a, a very successful end of season.
0: Albin have certainly been sharing the goals around this season. They're well into double figures now for different championship goal scorers. So why not take a leaf out of their book and do some sharing of your own with a McNuggets share box? Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, eighteen plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's dot com.
1: Hi, this is Craig
0: Robinson from Ways to Win.